As most of you know, we are not, we're trying not to use the word Rashad is leaving. We're trying to use the word that we are launching Rashad into something new, okay? So please make sure that we entertain that language, all right? Because Rashad is not leaving. We really are launching him out. Rashad is staying local temporarily for now until God moves him to his next adventure. But currently Rashad is staying here. He is doing a lot of work in the community still, and he is still pushing people to Church on the Rock. So um, Rashad is here, all right? So, but with that, Rashad will be preaching. Uh, He's preaching six more weeks for us here at Church on the Rock. Um, As we feel the the lead pastor, and I say lead as quotes, we never go for that here at Church on the Rock. It's just a pastor. But um, anyway, until we fill, fill his role, um, he will be here. And if we don't fill it by December, the Sunday before Christmas, Rashad will actually launch at that time. All right? So he is here at least until then. All right? But during this time, if you guys have anything you need for Church on the Rock reasons, please talk to me. Okay? Rashad cannot give any more direction. He can't give any more permission or any of those things. So if there's things here that need to happen, please talk to me. Uh, if you need my phone number, there's cards over there with my number on it, or just talk to me. Um, you guys can do that. So um, anyway, but we're in a weird time. There's no doubt about it. COVID has really changed what church looks like. Okay? So with that... I am going to start asking for volunteers for ministries again. We have lost a lot of help. Um, if you guys have noticed, when Danny and Zach aren't here, we are not having the four and five, six classroom anymore. We can't do that. we got to be able to give them guys something. So I'm going to be needing volunteers for those who can teach fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. I am going to need someone to take over the nursery again. Uh, We have one kid that's here every week at least, most weeks, that need to go to the nursery. But typically it's between two to five to Florida two weeks ago. um, As I was listening to the live, I had trouble listening to the live because the little kid that was crying in the background. Not a bad thing. Crying kids is a good thing, especially in church, right? It means you got some young growth in your church. But when you're trying to pay attention, the devil will like to pinch those little kids sometimes and get them to cry. So we need people back there to work and to take care of those little babies. I don't know about you, but they're the ones that give us the least problem in the church. I don't know if you know that. They don't talk back usually. They just sit there. You feed them, put a bottle in their mouth. They don't say nothing. It's really easy. So uh, we're going to need some help there as well. And I believe Anne... She's not out here. I meant to ask her this morning. But I think she needs help in the kindergarten uh, through third grade class as well. So um, as we are moving forward, we're going to need some assistance in those areas. So please, if you're able and you're willing, if you are someone that doesn't mind being put in a spot real quick, hey, such and such didn't show today. Can you go back there? Please, please, please let me know. Next week I will have uh, sign-up sheets up there, right where Denise is again, for you to sign up to help. Also, um, Brittany is over the cleaning team. Are you taking that over? I'm putting her on the spot right now. Are you? If you don't want to, don't don't put feel pressure. 
So if you, see, that's how I do it, right? And that's, that's going to happen to all of you eventually. I'll be like, hey, so you want to teach kindergarten? No, but um, she was the only one that I know that's still on the list. I don't know everyone that's on that list. But Brittany obviously is launching with Rashad, and she's over the cleaning ministry. So we're going to need some more people to help clean. Um, the church doesn't always smell good unless someone cleans it, okay? I've walked in here the other day, and it did not smell good at all. People to step up and who are willing to help, all right? As we go through this transition, I'm just going to kind of give you guys some updates of where we currently are. So we met as a leadership team um, Wednesday night. The leadership team is myself, Louis Yerbanzik, Lucy Kelly, and Don Mulder, okay? So we met, and we discussed our next steps in finding our next pastor. So we have identified some men I have called a couple of them. Uh, some of them said that they're interested. One told me they weren't interested at all um, because they feel where they're at is where God wants them. And then a couple more I have not been able to reach yet. So anyway, just be patient with us. But the one thing I do ask is ask questions. If you guys want to know what's going on, come see me. All right? The last thing I want is people talking negative, negativity to each other. Okay? Gossip doesn't do anything but breed uh, Disunity. We want to stay unified in this whole entire process. All right, this is a new thing for a lot of us. All right, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see how well we listened to God's word during the messages that Rashad has been bringing for the last four years. All right, discipleship is still going to be a big, huge thing that we want to push here at Church on the Rock. We want you guys to meet with each other. This is a gas station. This is for us to come, hang out, talk get fed a little bit, and then for us to go out for the week and to minister to all kinds of people, all right? Our five nines, they've been hit hard because of COVID. We want to try to get those started back up, and that is going to look different with uh, COVID here, all right? Some people just cannot go in other people's homes. There's certain people that can't be here right now that I know want to be because their immune system isn't good. They wear masks. They have to social distance, so they can't get here. Okay, so love on them. They need love too. They need the fellowship, just like we get right here, right now. They need the fellowship, even though it might not be face to face. So it's really up to us to unite, like we've been training and teaching now for four years. Right now's the time to put it together. The last thing any of us need to do is talk bad about what's going on. All right, if anyone comes to you that's part of Church on the Rock and they start talking negative and they bring somebody else's name in their mouth that's not their own, get that person they're talking about in that conversation. Trust me, it'll stop that real quick. All right, love them, but just stop that. Stop that immediately. All right, we're going to have a lot of people filling the, the pulpit for the time after Rashad leaves. Um, we have, you guys already know most of the guys that we have teaching, Jason Pipes. Uh, Jonathan Woodring, myself, Nick Mendenhall. Um, there's a couple others that have reached out, said they'd love the, to preach some. So we'll get all that. You guys won't miss any Sunday mornings, I promise. We'll have someone in the pulpit. I will be up here a lot more. Sorry, I know you guys get to look at me a lot more. That's not fun. But anyway, you guys will get to, get, get to see me a little bit more. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Don't be afraid to ask questions. All right, you guys are going to be involved in this process once we decide on a few of the men, after we've interviewed them a couple times, then you guys get to meet them. 
and then you guys that are members here at Church on the Rock get to make the final decision. So um, we're behind the door right now, doing things, talking. Ask me. I'll tell you anything we're talking about in that meeting. There's nothing in that meeting that's secret. It's just four of us that are talking. But please, please talk to me. All right. I jokingly told Rashad, and I hope when he watches this, he laughs, but I told him I was going to talk about Joshua 1 today when Moses died, and there had to be a new leader, and I was going to tell everyone, well, Rashad isn't dead, but we're going to act like he is, but I'm not going to do that, okay? We are going to talk about Moses, though, so turn to Exodus 32. Uh, That's where we're going to be. I'm going to be reading out of the Holman Christian Standard Bible, Uh, so if you follow on an app and you're able to change... um, your, your um, version on your phone, go ahead, or you can just follow along with me. I will read, I'll stop, and I'll talk about some things, but anyway, this is basically talking about when uh, Moses goes up to Mount Sinai to talk to God. He's up there for 40 days. The people get frustrated. It's been too long, blah, 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 and they appoint Aaron their leader. And this is something I want to make sure that we do not do at Church on the Rock. All right? Aaron listened to the people. All right? That is something we don't want to do. We want to listen to God. All right? During this decision, during this time of looking, I told the leadership team, and I've said this to myself, we're not looking for someone for us. We're looking for someone for God to deliver his word to all of us. That's what we're looking for, all right? So I know there's certain things we want, right? We want the guy that's dynamic preacher. We want the guy that tickles our ears but also convicts us through the words, right? But God has that person. And so what I need you guys to do is I need you guys to be in constant prayer over who God has for us. God already has him. There's no secret. This was not. This did not catch God by surprise, all right? And so back in... 2019 in November, when Rashad started that stupid saying, I'm here for it, all right? And all of us were like, yeah, I'm here for it. Are we here for it? Now you're going to be challenged. Now you're going to see if you really are here for it, okay? So here's 2020. Were we here for COVID? Who knows, all right? Were we ready for Rashad to launch somewhere else? Who knows? But here we are. We've been, we've been tagging, I'm here for it all year, so let's find out who really is here for it, all right? Or I've jokingly told Rashad that I want to start 2021 with. I'm about it, but I don't know about that. But anyway, anyway, let's get into the word real quick. Before we start reading God's word, let's pray and break up this craziness. Dear God, Lord, we thank you once again for the opportunity um, just, to, just to be in your house, Lord, just to talk. Lord, this morning in the 8 o'clock, we read a little bit of this, but as usual, we got totally off subject. But, Lord, you were the, were the focus of that subject. And, Lord, I, I love to, to see growth in people, especially spiritually. Lord, I love when people ask questions. And, Lord, I, I thank you for the men and the women that you have um, brought here to Church on the Rock, their children, their grandchildren. Lord, I thank you for the diverse community we have here at Church on the Rock. I thank you um, for just all the love 
and support that I've received already since Rashad made his announcement um, that he would be launching into new ministries. And Lord, I just uh, thank you so much for all that you do. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, real quick, I wanted to touch this in the beginning, I forgot. So who here actually knows the story of Church on the Rock, like how Church on the Rock started? Raise your hand. Perfect. Yeah, some of you. Some of you have been here from the beginning. So I want to tell you guys how Church on the Rock started because I jokingly, well, I wasn't joking, but Rashad got on me. At the leadership meeting this past weekend or Wednesday, I told everybody in that meeting, I said, listen, I am not leaving this church. So I can only speak for what I'm going to do. And then Rashad at lunch on Friday said, you know, you made the ultimate sin in that meeting on Wednesday, right? You told everyone you're not leaving. That's what I said too. But anyway, I was one of the ones that started this church 10, it'd be 11 years in January, which is pretty crazy to think. It was my family and a family named the Lows, John and Megan Lau. And so we started this church. We started meeting at Hampton Inn, uh, and a Bible study, I had the great opportunity to lead a guy named Evan Sciota to the Lord at a E-Squad Academy, which is a SWAT team for the prison. We were there. I prayed for a meal. He saw me pray. He talked to me. And that night, we were up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. He accepted Christ as his Savior. So he was kind of our first convert. The problem was he lived in Rockville, Indiana. So, But he traveled every single week to this Bible study up here in, um, in Hampton Inn. And then... This lady named Lucy Kelly, uh, she showed up one time to the Bible study. And then if you guys don't know who Lucy Kelly is, I'm sorry. That's probably a blessing. No, I'm kidding. She's the one who plays our, or our piano now. I said organ. Holy cow, that showed some age, didn't it? Uh, but anyway, so I have been with Church on the Rock since Church on the Rock started. And so to see all this to me is so exciting. To see us go from two families, to three families, to four families, to at our highest point, we had 386 one Sunday. So to see all that is pretty amazing. And now to see this, I'm super excited about it. I think God has put everything in order. I know God has put everything in order for this to be an awesome transition. And so don't get discouraged. Again, if you guys want to know what's going on, ask me. I am an open book. I probably talk more than you want to hear me talk, but I will tell you everything that's going on with the church. So anyway, let's read um, Exodus 32 real quick. Again, this is when Moses goes up to Mount Sinai, and then you guys will see the chaos that happens. When the people saw that Moses delayed in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said to him, Come make us a God, little G, who will go before us, because this Moses, the man who brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Let's stop there. All right? We don't know what happened to him. You know what happened to him? He got serious with God on that mountain. All right? 40 days he was up there. Can you, who here has fasted for 40 days and just really focused on God? When I say fast, I'm not talking about eating, but just really focus on God for 40 days. Who has ever had a conversation with God for 40 days? Like just conversated with him. All right? That's what Moses is doing, and people are getting mad at him. People are getting mad at him because he wants and is having this communication and this talk with God. They're mad at him. We don't know what has happened to him. 
Well, I'll tell you what was happening to him. He was talking to God. I want to talk to God for 40 days like that. All right. And then number two, then Aaron replied to them, take off the gold rings that are in the ears of your wives, your sons, and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people took off the gold rings that were on their ears and brought them to Aaron. He took the gold from their hands, fashioned it with an engraving tool, and made it into an image of a calf. Then they said, Israel, this is your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar before it. Then he made announcement, there will be a festival to the Lord tomorrow. Early the next morning, they arose, offered burnt offerings, and presented fellowship offerings. The people sat down to eat and drink, then got up to revel. There was a man among them that had been there from day one. He was there the very first day. It was someone that Moses claimed, I can't speak, I need someone to speak for me. Who's he give him? He gives him Aaron. Aaron goes, Moses goes up into the mountain. He's getting, talking to God. As you guys are gonna read here in a minute, he gets the Ten Commandments. He's doing all these things right, and the people didn't see it. They didn't hear it. They didn't wanna know about it. They wanted a God in front of them that they could see. How many of us want and give these idols things above God? Who gives their idol time above God? Who watches TV and doesn't read their Bible? Who will spend days watching series on Netflix? Hey, what's a good series to watch? All right, I see it all the time. And I'm only picking on you guys because that's not my idol. I hate movies. I fall asleep instantly, so I'm going to pick on you guys that that is your idol. I'm not going to tell you what mine is, football. Anyway, um, so, uh, but in all seriousness, that is how it is. If it's in front of us, we want to worship it. You guys know God is in front of you right now, right now, and you guys choose not to worship him. All right? You choose to do other things. You choose to get on your electronics devices and scroll Facebook. Guilty. I hate Facebook, but I can't get off of it. I delete it off my phone every other week, and I still get the dumb thing back. But that is our issue. We put something that we can see in front of God because we don't think we can see him. But if you look, he's all around us, all around us. And we always choose these idols over him. And when it comes to deciding on the next pastor here at Church on the Rock, I pray that we don't put that man over God, that we actually seek God's approval, that we are in constant prayer, constant conversation to God, asking God, is this the person that you have for us to lead us? And then, hey, this happens. I've done it. I've hired people, and they looked real good in the interview, and they came in, and they weren't what they said they were, all right? And it can happen. Are we bold enough and strong enough in our word that if we do accidentally pick a guy that God doesn't want us, that we can stand together and say, we're sorry, but you're not here? Are you bold enough to tell someone when they speak falsely against God, are you bold enough to tell them about it? Just because they have the title pastor doesn't mean we don't misspeak, you guys have known me long enough, those of you that know. I always say words that people look at me like, what did he just say? All right? And come to me. If I do that, if I misspeak, please come to me. That's what you guys are supposed to do. Hold us accountable. All right? Because sometimes we don't always get it right. 
Trust me, I would say, I'd love to say I do, but we don't always get it right. Please hold us accountable for the things that we do up here. And we need to hold the next man just as accountable as we held Rashad to. All right? So, reading on. I don't remember where I was, so we'll just keep reading. Here we go. Thank you. For the Lord spoke to Moses, go down at once, for your people you brought up from the land of Egypt have acted corruptly. How many times do we act corruptly? Every day. Every single day we are corrupt. All right? Every day we are corrupt. How many times a day do you hit your knees and ask for forgiveness? Challenge yourself with that. All right? I've said this story many times. I have a friend that if he watches a three-hour football game, he reads his Bible for three hours the same day. All right? That's discipline. That's love for his God. All right, and those are, that's the love that we should have as well. But they acted, or they're acting corrupt. Number eight, they have quickly churned from the way I commanded them. They have made for themselves an image of a calf. They have bowed down to it, sacrificed to it, and said, Israel, this is your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt. The Lord also said to Moses, I have seen this people, and they are indeed stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger can burn against them and I can destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. Man, I hope I don't make God that mad. All right? But here's a blessing we're about to read here in just a minute. Moses stood up for his people. It's okay to be angry. You guys know that? It's a just anger, but it's okay to be angry. All right? And it's okay to ask God questions because here in a minute you're going to see Moses ask God a question and so during this whole process that we're in you guys have heard it now Nick has spoke on it um good gosh pipes and wood rings talked about it all right about what our job as a church is all right you guys have heard that enough these last few weeks and those are important things and it's our job to get the word out to God's people. But let's keep reading here. Um, where am I at? Leah 10. Now, 11. But Moses interceded with the Lord his God. Lord, why does your anger burn against your people you brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and a strong hand? Why should the Egyptians say he brought them out with an evil intent to kill them in the mountain and wipe them off the face of the earth? All right. Who ever heard this? Why would your God make you go through that? Has anybody ever heard that statement? Like, why is that going on? Well, first off, anything we ever get, we deserve. I promise you. All right? We don't deserve to get out of bed every morning. We don't deserve the air that we are currently breathing. But God loved you enough to give it to you. All right? So now we're going into Moses asking God questions. Are you ready? It says, um, where we at 13. Remember that you swore to your servant Abraham, Isaac, and Israel by yourself and declared to them, I will make you offsprings as numerous as the stars of the sky and will give you offspring all this land that give you offspring all this land that I have promised and they will inherit it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the disaster and said he will bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down to the mountain with the two tablets 
of the testimony in his hand. They were inscribed on both sides, inscribed front and back. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was God's writing engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the sound of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a sound of war in the camp. Now I'm going to do a little spoil alert here. When, jo- when Moses does die, Joshua is the one who takes over. He was a true leader. He was the one sitting there watching all this. How many of you are sitting back and watching? And how many of you are actually taking notes? And who actually is doing what God needs you to do? All right? When we ask for volunteers here at Church on the Rock, it's a way to serve God. All right? So many of us are like, I don't know how to serve God. I don't know how to serve God. Just serving. I mean, how do you do it? I don't know. You just, you pray. You read his word. You have a relationship with him. All right? Who here sees um, this might be a bad example, but we're going to use it anyway. Who here sees their mom and dad where they just don't talk and they just sit there and their lives are miserable? Who has ever seen that? None of you? Okay, I guess I'll raise my hand. All right? I would go weeks, weeks without seeing my parents speak, without seeing them speak. But, man, when they would talk and actually communicate, that was the best times I had as a child because I can remember how how they were in unison, and how they talked, and we would all do things as families. And that's how we have to be with God. We have to have a relationship, all right? You can't fall in love with someone if you don't talk to them, right? All right. I'm going to pick on you a little, Dave. I'm sorry. So what if you and Sam never talked? How would that relationship go? Not great, okay? All right. Would you love her if you didn't talk to her? (laughs) Yes. You're not showing love, all right? Who here likes gifts? All right, likes gifts. All right, who here likes words of affirmation? Just so you guys know, that's my love language. Is that your love language, Jeff? You're getting pointed too hardcore. All right, Lucy's love language. All right, um, let's see. Give me another love language. Uh, Quality time. Who likes quality time? Yes, quality time. All right, this is how I manage at work, by the way. I know all my guys love language, and I tell them it, and they think it's the creepiest, weirdest thing ever. We just talked about this on Friday. Um, What's the other one? Quality time, gifts, touch. Who likes physical touch? All right, and then what's the fifth one? Which one am I missing? Huh? Which one am I missing? Did we say acts of service yet? Acts of service. Okay, so there's the five, all right? So can all of you identify at least one of those, all right? Those are key in a relationship, and those are how God will speak to you through those ways, and that's how your significant other will speak to you. And it is so valuable to have those love languages so you can have a relationship. And if we don't have this relationship with Jesus, we might as well forget this church thing. All right? All church is is for you to come in and get filled up. And so many of us use it for so many different things. But that's really what church is, to come get filled up and go out those two doors out of garage and go tell the world about Jesus. All right? Aaron got caught up on the people that were in front of him. He lost all focus of what he was supposed to be doing. And I'm so 
so afraid that if we don't stay on point, if we don't stay grounded, if we don't stay in God's word, that we're going to lose the focus of what we're supposed to be doing here at Church on the Rock. One thing I promise is during this look for the next pastor, one of the key questions I'm going to ask is what his discipleship thought is. Because that's what we've been teaching for five years is discipleship, get out, small groups, all those things. All right? The church is not us. It's everybody. All right? We need to go out there, get those people that don't know Jesus, and bring them here and fill them up. And tell them who Jesus Christ is. Because sometimes we don't have that go out and get them mentality. But bring them here, and we'll tell them and teach them all about Jesus to send them back out to tell more people about Jesus. One of my favorite, favorite stories in the Bible is the woman at the well. Who's ever heard of that story? The woman at the well, right? The prostitute, she's at the well. Jesus goes and talks to her. I'm giving you guys the fast version. All right? Disciples are out in the community gathering food. They come back. This crazy woman goes running by them, and they come back and ask Jesus, who is that? What's her problem? All right? They were so focused. Trust me, I'm focused on food too. But they were so focused on food that they didn't tell anybody about Jesus while they were out amongst the people. Here's a prostitute that just recently accepted Jesus Christ, the living water, who goes out and tells everyone as she's running through town, looks like a crazy woman. Who's ever looked like a crazy person for Jesus? If you haven't, think about it. Think about every single person you come in contact with this week. Are you telling them about Jesus? Are you telling them who you have a relationship with? You'll tell them about your wife, you'll tell them about your kids, but you won't tell them about the one that has saved you and that you'll spend eternity with. Because we let the people influence us. We let the people make us feel shy. I can't go up to them people and tell them about Jesus. Baloney. There was another word I was going to use there, but I'm not going to. Baloney. All right? Go tell people about Jesus. All right? Because if you don't, they're going to raise those idols, and they're going to worship them idols, and they're not going to have the God they need, and that's Jesus Christ. They're going to focus on the wrong thing. Ohio State, as you guys probably know, more than anything... I do not. I have kind of just gave up on sports, all honesty. It's my thing. I love sports. But I, Ohio State is now, they're two weeks in. Like, that's my thing. Like, we're at a party last night, and we're around a fire having conversation. I have no idea what they were talking about because Ohio State was on. So I'm watching my phone, watching that game the, the whole time that it was on. All right? And I could have, I know the people I were around. I know everyone that was there except for one person I don't know, but all know Jesus. So that, I didn't miss that part. But still, I, miss, I could have missed some important conversations because I'm in a crowd and I'm focused on the wrong thing. And so many times we get in a crowd and we get focused on the wrong thing. I've used this excuse myself when I say something I shouldn't say. Oh, they're all Christians, brothers and sisters anyway. Garbage. Garbage. You know how many people say that they're Christians that aren't? You guys ever hear talk to um, people from the South? Everyone in the South knows how to answer about Jesus, and half of them don't know who he is. But they can, get, they can convince you they do, all right? So don't miss the opportunity when it comes to speak of your Savior because he is the man, all right? He is the man of the hour. 
Bring him up everywhere you can because everyone will always bring their idols up. Always. Always. You can find out real quick what people love. All right? I can go to every one of you guys' Facebooks, and I guarantee I'll figure out what your priorities are. All right? A lot of you is family, which is nothing wrong with that. But don't ever put your family above God. All right? And why I'm ranting and raving, I'm going to rant and rave this. All right? Do not put your children above your wife or your husband. That is something that is a struggle right now with people. All right? But love God above all. All right? So let's stand, and we are going to pray, and we are going to sing. What song are we going to sing? What a beautiful name. I, sure. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. What a beautiful name. All right? The name of Jesus. So please stand. That's my son. I don't know why he just gave me the evilest look I've ever seen out of his eyes. That's kind of scary. All the way across. I know, right? But in all seriousness, if you guys don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about, that as we sing a song with a beautiful name, Jesus is his name. Jesus is the one we should bow down to. Jesus is the one that we should build an altar in front of. Not no golden calf, not no football game, not no devices, not our parents, not our kids. Jesus. Jesus is who we're supposed to love. All right? So if you don't know Jesus, as we play this song and as we sing this song and you feel a conviction to say, I don't know who Jesus is, I'll be right up here. You can talk to me, but you don't need to talk to me. It's a relationship between you and Jesus. You ask him into your heart at that moment, he will forgive you, and you are his child. And that sounds easy, and it really, really is that easy. But once that happens, you need to desire a relationship with him. You need a desire to be in his word. You need a desire to be with his people. All right? And you need to desire to tell your friends who is now the Lord of your life. So as we sing, think about that. Think about, have you made that commitment? And if you've made that commitment, but you haven't been living the way that you need to live, especially with 2020, holy cow, who would have thought it had been this way? And you've let all the COVID mess and all the presidential election stuff and the governor's race and the local races, all that stuff become your idol because you're researching, you're trying to figure it out, and you're defending all that. Defend Jesus. Who cares about all the other stuff? Defend Jesus. All right? So let's sing.
As we leave, don't forget about the powerful name of Jesus. Before we pray, don't forget the sign-up sheet is over there for this weekend if you are able to help. I know uh, CD, Charles Dotson, would appreciate the help. Denise would appreciate it. But please do not leave here without knowing Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Dear God, Lord, we thank you so much. for this time together. Lord, I, I pray that as we go into this next chapter of Church on the Rock, Lord, that we will continually seek your face. Lord, that we will allow you to guide us. 
Lord, that, that we will only listen to you. Lord, that we will hit our knees and that we will pray and fast and ask for your guidance. Lord, I ask that you will just be with those right now, Lord, that are sitting here thinking about you, thinking about, have I made that profession of faith? Or, yeah, I don't have time for that. Lord, I just pray that you continue to convict them. Lord, I pray for us that are convicted over what we make our idols. Lord, I pray that you help us to identify them. Lord, that we can put them behind us and put the true God in front of us. Lord, I ask that you'll continue to be with us as we launch Rashad into the next step that you'd have him to do. Lord, be with us as we launch into the next chapter. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for him dying on the cross. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be standing right here in this moment. Lord, it's in your son, Jesus Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Everybody have a great day. Enjoy the sun.